our session this morning. Let's pray. Precious Lord, we humble ourselves before your divine presence this afternoon. We thank you for that part of our progress. And we have hope and trust that you can take us far with us. In this moment and in this hour, I am reminded of the words starting somewhere in the book of Revelation chapter 17. And it talks about those who follow the Lamb, who are called the chosen and the faithful. And God, I cry for faithful persons in these last days is our cry. And today, as I stand before the children to speak, I pray that may you use me and God may you see me. And at the end of this, I pray to the Father that we may learn to be forever faithful. For this I pray. I ask for the presence of your Holy Spirit in this congregation, in this moment. This is my appeal in Jesus' name. I love saying this, that I have a brother called Philip. Uh, I don't know that I still remember his school number. Is it 88? 8860. Yes, yes, I still remember his school number, 8860. Uh, I am 7948. I, I saw you were talking about hierarchy, so just is at 4429. Yes. And then each soul comes at 70 something next to us over here. Then I think I am now the third oldest in this congregation in terms of hierarchy. So, uh, Kina Philip and the rest, they come afterwards. There, there's a song I wanted to sing, but it could only be sung if we had 84, 18, 88, 60, and 79, 48. So, until we have that together, we won't sing that song. But allow me to begin today's session on these words. My brothers, I told you, loves music. And uh, as he loves music, I also tend to go in that path of loving music, but I am not so obsessed like him. But for that reason, I tried to look at the professionals, the professionals' best hymns of all times. And I saw the shepherds, their best hymn, the best hymn for the shepherds was My sheep know my voice and they come at my call. I looked for the contractors, the contractors' favorite hymn was The Church Has One Foundation. I checked what do the Catareses say. The Catareses' favorite hymn is called to the feast of the King Awi. I asked the telephone operators what is their favorite hymn. The telephone operators stood by the hymn, Jesus is tenderly calling today. But they also heard there's a call comes ringing all the restless waves. I looked for the lawyers and the advocates and their favorite hymn stood out in the hour of trial. I asked what about the judges? We have the bench. The judges, their favorite hymn still remains. The judgment is set, the books have been opened. I asked, what about those who love playing golf? They said their favorite hymn was, there's a green hill far away. I went and asked, what about Kenya Defense Forces? They say, all oh, Christian soldiers. 
I asked, what about Kenya Revenue Authority? They say, we give thee but thine own. <laughs> I went and confirmed, well, we need to close on their favorite things. So what do Philip and the other civil engineers say? How firm a foundation. I asked, what about the doctors? As usual, the great physician now is here. <laughs> and I checked, because my profession has to be included, I asked, what about the electrical engineers? They said, it's simple, send the light. <laughs> and now I asked, the congregation seated here today at Alliance High School, we need something relevant for a favorite theme that can capture the moment of time with my theme for the sermon being forever faithful. But I want to pick it from the Greek translation, which puts it at Parta Pistos. Now, forever faithful. Our favorite hymn must touch somewhere there. And so I ran to the hymn that I was taught by my deputy principal the year 2004. 488. Courage, brother. Do not stumble, though thy path be dark as night. There's a star to guide the humble, trust in God and do the right. Let the road be rough and dreary and it's end far out of sight. Foot it bravely, strong or weary, trust in God and do the right. Perish policy and cunning, perish all that fears the light. Whether losing, whether winning, trust in God and do the right. Trust no party, sector, faction. Trust no leaders in the fight. But in every word and action, trust in God and do the right. The songwriter went ahead to say, trust no lovely forms or fashion. Fiends, that's enemies, may look like angels bright. Trust no custom school or fashion trust in god and do the right oh the second last stanza puts it this way simple room and safest guys inward peace and inward might stir upon our path abiding trust in god and do the right and let me finish with the one that says when you do this some will hate thee and some will love thee. Some will flatter and some will slide. See from man and look above thee. Trust in God and do the right. Forever faithful. Courage, brother, do not stumble. Though thy path be dark as night, there's a star to guide the humble. Trust in God and do the right. Trust in God and do the right. Let the road be rough and dreary, and its end far out of sight. Foot it bravely, strong or weary. Trust in God and do the right. Trust in God and do the right. Perish policy and cunning. Perish all that fears the light. Whether losing, whether winning. Trust in God and do the right. Trust in God and do the right. Trust no party, sector, fashion. Trust no leaders in the fight. 
But in every word and action, trust in God and do the right. Trust in God and do the right. Trust no lovely forms of fashion. Trust they look like angels bright. Trust no custom school or fashion. Trust in God and do the right. Trust in God and do the right. Simple rule and surface guiding. Inward peace and inward mind. Star upon our path abiding. Trust in God and do the right. Trust in God and do the right. Some will hate thee, some will love thee. Some will Cease from man and look above thee. Trust in God and do the right. Trust in God and do the right. I'm reminded of a preacher called Paul Ratsar. He happens to be the president of Southern Africa Indian Ocean Division. In ending one of his uh, brief sharings, he gave a story I want to share with you this moment. In this story, there was a young boy who, during tithes and offering, you know, in those village churches, the tithes are not normally collected in these small things. The tithes are normally done in either big basins or big baskets. So as this deaconess was going around with uh, the basket, the deaconess passed where this boy was seated. And as the deaconess passed there, the boy told the deaconess, put the basket down. The deaconess thought this kid is joking, so the deaconess passed the boy and he went forward. This boy went following the deaconess and turned the cloth of the deaconess and told the deaconess, put the basket down. And the deaconess, was adamant, kept on moving towards the front so that they can be through with it. And I was wondering why the small boy is getting stubborn. And the small boy kept on walking behind the deaconess and said, Put the basket down. And the deaconess kept on give up and put the basket down and uh, I also find it strange but I don't know why this boy did this the boy jumped onto the basket when the boy jumped onto the basket uh, the, the deaconess was surprised what is this you're doing uh, the, the boy responded to the deaconess I give myself as an offering to the Lord and today I'm asking us with the faith of that little boy we need to give our lives. We need to give ourselves to the Lord. And when we give ourselves to the Lord, reminds me of the song that we sang, My faith has found a resting place. Not in a man-made creed. In fact, I love when it says, I need no other evidence. I need no other plea. It's enough. And let me tell you, we have to get to a point and say, it's enough for me that Jesus died, and that's what sees it. And I see as I go today to my subject text, Pistols Panta, Faithful Forever, Daniel chapter 6, reading from verses 1. The Bible says this, 
it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes which should be over the whole kingdom. Forever faithful. It pleased him to put people who are going to be in charge. And let me tell you, a time comes when you need people who can be in charge. And as this goes ahead, the Bible says, and over these presidents, of whom Daniel was the first, that the princess might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Now, the king is seemingly saying, I need a person, I need somebody I can trust with the running of the kingdom. And so, the king is going to get to a point of appointing one person who is going to be in charge of all these others. You see, we have what, 20 princes? It's almost like saying that we have governors, then we have somebody who is the head of the governors. And here, at the topmost, he says, now here, the person who is nearest to me, like the prime minister, is going to be Daniel. And as you read this, the Bible says this. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and the princes. Now listen to this, listen to this. As we mark our way into this text, it says Daniel was preferred above the presidents and above the princess. Why was he preferred? Because an excellent spirit was in him. Amen? There is a statement over there. It says he was preferred not because he was a tallest. There is nothing wrong with being short or tall. Not because he looked like he had more money. Certainly not. He was preferred because an excellent spirit was in him. Oh my, the moment I preach, I ask rhetoric questions, and I look at myself and I ask, and I wish you also asked yourself, is there an excellent spirit in me? Now you see, when you're talking of an excellent spirit over here, we are talking of all realms. When you get to the academic standard, he's talking of excellence. When you get to the spiritual standard, he's talking of excellence. When you get Standards you want to talk about social whichever, he's talking of excellence because an excellent spirit was in him. Brother, let me tell you something. It captures my attention that when uh, Daniel saw the excellent spirit in Daniel, he said, When I need a prime minister, I'm going to have somebody who has an excellent spirit. And as we read the Bible, it says that because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Now, when you read that, he was not only set above the others, he was set to be in charge of the whole kingdom. So the king says, I am putting Daniel to be my in charge of the whole kingdom. Allow me to read, for this is profound. The Bible says, Then the presidents and the princes sought to find an occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. Brethren, when an excellent spirit is in you, it does not insulate you from envy. It does not insulate you from people who are seeking to have an occasion against you. You know, there are moments when you feel like, how could that happen? Why is it that people are always on my case? There are people, and I, I always believe this, that whether you do right, whether you do wrong, there will always be people who are against you. When you do wrong, the right people will be against you. When you do right, the wrong people will be against you. 
Brethren, let's do right, okay? That point is true. You see, the thing is, when, when God is not against you, you don't need to be worried, isn't it? If God be for us, let me ask you, if God be against us, who can be for us? But that is the flip side of the same text. If God is against you, who is going to be for you? And here, as Daniel held faithfully, an excellent spirit was in him. And I see something over here that I like. And allow me, normally when I do this, I, I like going into the pen of inspiration. Youth instructor, November 1st, 1900. The messenger to the remnant says this. Daniel's position was not an, an enviable one. He says, he stood at the head of a dishonest, prevaricating, godless cabinet whose members watched him with keen, jealous eyes to find some flaw in his conduct. They kept spies on his track to see if they could not, in this way, find something against him. And let me tell you, as it was in their time, so it is right now. There are spies lurking somewhere to find a flaw in the children of God. And that's why I told you our favorite hymn at this point in time should stand at courage, brothers, do not stumble. Because the going is going to get tough. And if it's not yet tough for you, brethren, I'm promising you that I'm not a prophet of doom, but it's coming. It's going to get tough. Oh, class of 2019, relax. The most simple example is the first one that you're going to do. Trust me. This cut that you're doing, the simplest, the simplest of all the cuts, what is biology? That is the simplest, that is the simplest. If you cut cut, what is biology? How do you survive when you're being asked what is glomeruli and all those kinds of things? And I think you need, you, you, you need to ensure that right now when things are still calm, behave yourself. Behave yourself in good, in good manners over here. So that by the time things get tough, if thou hast run with the, hot me, with the footman and thou art weary, what will thou do? And if in the time of peace you have been overcome, what will you do in the swelling of the Jordan? Let's not change the sermon title. What I am saying is this. You have to be faithful right now because even tomorrow, in fact, the best, the best times, the best times, are today, right now. Because uh, as we proceed, as we proceed, uh, even this earth itself is becoming worse. It's becoming worse. So this is the time to be faithful. You know, there are some of us who are saying that, preacher, relax. Wait until I get to form four. You, you will see. No, don't threaten me with form four. We were there. You, you, you were there. Elder was there several years before. Before even some of you thought of an idea of ever working on this line. Who was there? Form 4. So what is Form 4? Relax. Form 4 is no big deal. Even some of us passed through it. It's, you pass. You pass. Isn't it? But how do you fail Form 4 and you're supposed to pass through it? You, you can't. Let, let, let's come back to this. It, it says this. It says this in chapter, chapter 6 verse 4. Then the presidents and the princes sought to find an occasion against Daniel. Brethren, somebody will seek to find an occasion against you. And if the presidents and the princes are not seeking to find that occasion, the devil is seeking it. Be so sure that even right now, as you are listening to me, the devil is seeking to find an occasion against one of us. But the Bible 
says over here something that I like. It says, but they could find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Amen. Oh, brethren, this is wonderful. This is wonderful. It says they could not find any fault. And let me tell you something, brethren. When they want to find fault in you, those who are seeking to find fault, they will look for everything. We are normally told that when you're driving on the road, the policeman normally believes that he's correct. So if, if you have your driving license, you've renewed your insurance, he will even ask you, do you have a license for having the DVD player in your vehicle? You tell him this one came with the vehicle. No, no, no. There's something called the Music Copyright Society of Kenya. The DVD you are playing in there, is it, is it registered? They start asking you so many things. Just to find a fault. But let me tell you, that the case of Daniel is a case whereby when they are starting to look for faults, they find none. Brethren, that is impeccable. It is difficult to understand. You know, some of us even right now when I stand over here, some of you may look at me and they can say, now, Maxwell, your tie is not well placed. And you can find a fault even on the day when your tie is well tied. They, if the tie is fine, they say, okay, I think you are almost unpacking. Then if the tie is also fine, they say, well, well your shoe is that. They look for fault in you. But what is in that case, when they started looking for faults, they were like, man, we can't find a fault. As in, this guy does not have even a slip of the tongue. As in, he can't even forget something. They, they, they start looking for roll call register. When Daniel reports to work, and Daniel reports before time, not on time. It is before time. And they're like, okay. They go ask the supervisor, uh, could, could you kindly adjust the time? Uh, adjust the clock so that it be reading a little bit slightly behind so that Daniel can come late. And then all of a sudden, Daniel still comes 15 minutes before time. You set it behind by only 10 minutes. So Daniel, da- Daniel is, still, is still on time, irrespective of what you do. And, and then they say, oh, now can we find another fault in Daniel? They sought to find fault in him, and there was no fault. Oh, brethren, you're going to tell me, uh, preacher, preacher, I am not Daniel. No, you don't have to be Daniel. That's Daniel. You, you, you have to know that you are human and Daniel is human, okay? <laughs> that, 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 that's why we talk about you are human, you are human. So since Daniel was able to be faithful as a human being, you are able to be faithful as a human being. And if there was no occasion of fault in him, even you and me, we can get to a point where there is no occasion of fault. Spirit was found in him forever faithful. Let me tell you, the Bible says, for as much as he was faithful, when you are faithful to the Lord, there will be no occasion of fault found in you. Just be faithful to the Lord. Let me tell you all the other things they fix themselves into position. Just be faithful to the Lord. Faithful to the Lord. And let me get us to this. The Bible says in verses 5, Then said this man, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his Lord. Brethren, I remember telling the congregation the other day that if you don't know the meaning of diligence, ask the devil. The devil is so diligent such that even if you are faithful to the Lord, for 50 years. Imagine, on the 51st year, he's still waiting to tempt you. 
And you can't even, you know some of us are thinking like, yes, even the devil has seen, I've gone four years without seeing. The devil should now give up. In fact, he's just standing at the door. Near even at the door is the sermon title. But he's standing at the door. He's standing there waiting to take you. And let me tell you, when they saw that there was no occasion concerning all the other things, they said, let's now go to his God. His God. And let me tell you, when they touch on your God, stay forever faithful. And I see Daniel at this point, these people are planning and saying, except we find a law, something against the law, concerning the law of his God. And let me tell you something. Brethren, a time comes when the temptation comes concerning the law of God. I know some of you will say, uh, but God will understand. I've always told you, I think, so many times that God understands everything apart from disobedience. As in, if you want God to understand, don't disobey, okay? God will understand. He will understand. In fact, the Bible says at their times of ignorance, God winked at. So the best thing to do is don't, don't eradicate ignorance, okay? Just stay ignorant. By the way, the best life, if, if you find the Christian life is difficult, do this, stay ignorant, okay? But also, the Bible says in another text, which we didn't read, it was in Hebrews chapter 10, reading from, I, I believe it's verse 26, going downwards. It says, if we remain willfully ignorant, brethren, there is something wrong with being willfully ignorant. You are, you are counted, but the way God counts it on you if you are within the radius of truth and you decide to avoid truth. You know, uh, if I go for alumni Sabbath, I am likely to be convicted. No. God says that this, this guy is willfully ignorant. The people who are counted as ignorant by God are those who don't even have the opportunity of getting that knowledge. And here the Bible says in verse 6, These presidents and the princes assemble together to the king, and they say to the king, Live forever. Brethren, mark words as you read the Bible. They went to the king and told the king, Oh king, live forever. And you know what? And the king gathered to live forever. I want to understand. When, when, when they want to entice to make a mistake, they start by first plan and leave. They tell the king, king, live forever. You know, when somebody wants to live forever, you're like, this is a machine. In fact, probably what they are going to tell me after this is for me to live forever. They began by live forever. So they are going to bring something that is going to help me live forever. How many people must die? Very few. But die in the Lord. Anyway, they say, oh king, live forever. All the presidents. Do you get that? And let me tell you this for lying. They are lying. But they've come, they began by king, live forever. But they're saying that all the presidents of the kingdom, the governors, the princes, the counselors, the captains, have consulted together to establish a royal statue. Brethren, do you hear that? That we've established a royal statute. And what are they saying? That all the presidents, Daniel was not part of that. But they're saying all the people have determined this. And to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days, save thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Brethren, uh, if, if, if I was the king, and it is easy to say because I am preaching, but if I was the king and these people told me such a thing, 
I will think twice. As in, any person should ask the king for things. In fact, I would ask these people, you mean, you mean, if there's somebody who is sick, they come and ask me, the king. I'm the king, but I'm not a doctor. But this part telling him, let them ask you. I know the king was flattered. By the way, some of these things, before you are explained to, they look interesting. But if you get somebody to explain to you what these princes and the president are asking, it's not interesting. We're saying, let, let nobody else be asked anything. But uh, this was interesting. Imagine if you are hungry, you just go to say, excuse me, I am hungry. For 30 days, 30 days, everything we are asking you. So, Uhuru, I am hungry, get food. And the next people, I, I say, you, you get all the people who have their problems, they are lying outside the These people are putting the king in a mess. <laughs> Brethren, it needed somebody with an excellent spirit to help the king, but the king did not consult. Let's just continue so that we see how this went. It says, Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the maids and the patience which altereth not. Mark those words. We want you to sign this law according to the law which alters not. Let's go quickly for time is first spent. The Bible says, Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now, verse 10 is interesting to me. As we go through our theme, verse 10 is interesting on this wise. It says, now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed. Did you get that? When Daniel knew that the writing was signed. As if Daniel has come to the realization that there is something that was signed and whatever was signed was that people should worship only the king. But you know, Daniel must have looked at it and said, okay, so what did they sign? They said uh, uh, they should not worship or ask any petition, save thee, O king. So Daniel decided only to read the part that reads king. Then he added another king next to it. So he said, I'm only going to worship the king of kings. These people, they didn't, they didn't actually mean you, King Darius. So he decided to have his, he said, you know, when you're faithful, when you're faithful, you don't read, you don't read the bad things, you only read good things. So when, when you read something that looks bad, you adjust it to, back to, you know, faithfulness is the standard. You, you, you've heard of things called SI units. SI units means that every other thing, you bring it back to the standard unit, and then you mention it at that point. So when he said worship, he said, no problem, I don't have a problem with worship. But who do they want to worship? Oh, king. Let me bring this king, adjust over here. And then he reads, king, king of kings. So he says, king, king, king. And then he, he worships the real king. And, and, and here we get to a point whereby Daniel gets to a point that he says that, okay, uh, this thing has been signed. The Bible says he went to his house. You know, some of us will have said, if he knew that it was signed, you will have then changed his position. Brethren, when you are faithful, you know whom you are serving. When you are not faithful, you don't know whom you are serving. That's why you believe that your God is also powerless. By the way, if you don't know your God, if you don't know your God, if you don't know your God, and you believe that your God is powerless, you know you get afraid. You get afraid of certain things. But when you know your God, when you know your God, you decide to be faithful to him. And so, Daniel did not change his routine one iota. 
He said, they have signed the decree, yes, but he went to his house. And when he went to his house, the Bible says, and his windows being opened in his chamber. I know some of you are going to say that he was hypocritical. As if the Bible says in the book of Matthew that when you want to pray, go into your closet and close the doors. And... No, no, listen, listen. That one I know it's written. I know it is written. But this is not hypocritical. His routine of prayer was he would go before, before even this thing was signed, his routine was to go, open the window, face Jerusalem, and pray. And let me tell you something. He did not adjust his routine because this thing was signed. By the way, he had the right, he had the right to go close his windows and then still pray in his closed house. Would God hear? Yes. But you know what? There's a testimony that he's going to miss. So we are not going to allow this testimony to miss. And let me tell you, Daniel says that he went and he opened, he kneeled on his knees and three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did before time. Oh my Brethren, let me tell you something. I, I know these days there were no cameras and such kinds of things. But when you're faithful to the Lord, you don't change your routine because you know that they're watching you. You stay faithful to your routine even when they're watching you. And you know, these people, they, they, they go in the morning and they check in. So, will Daniel get up today? And you know, they see Daniel open his window and he gets up and he prays and they're like, uh, in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall a matter be established. This is the first instance. We, we, we need two or three. Let's wait. We need to get over lunch hour. And over lunch hour, Asif and Patab by what things are happening around. In fact, I, I believe, I believe, he might have even seen them when he was saying amen. He might have seen them going there. Okay, so those people are spying on me. Okay, so fine. And as you know, he knows God is watching. God is watching also. And so he relaxes and continues with his prayer. When he prayed the third time, these people ran to the king. I want you to notice, every time they go to the king, they have a punchline which they begin with. And, and, and I want you to see this punchline. This is a punchline. And, and the Bible says, These men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplications before his God. Oh my. This one makes me understand that Daniel did not, he, he did not pray... Now, you, you know the way you can justify when you know that now they are watching you you now go and instead of previously you were praying loudly now you are just saying God hears most when we pray at heart so he, he decides to pray at heart he didn't do it this time round in, in fact listen to our signs of the time February 2nd 1882 says it it says it may be a difficult matter for men of high positions to pursue the path of undeviating integrity, whether they shall receive praise or censure, yet this is the only safe course. All rewards which they might gain by selling their honor would only be as a breath from the polluted lips, as dross consumed in the fire. Those who have moral courage stand in opposition to the vices and errors of their fellow men. In fact, it's necessary to continue reading this. It says, they may be thrust down from their high position because they would not be bought or sold, because they could not be induced by bribes or threats to stain their hands with iniquity. Everything on earth may conspire against them, but God has set his seal upon his own work. Did you get that? God has set his seal. On those who will be faithful. In these last days, we need people who will be faithful. 
In fact, allow me to read for you another one from prophets and kings. It says this, because I know some of you will ask, where was God? Did God know that these people were planning for something against Daniel? Where was God? By the way, brethren, before you ask the question, where was God in anything that happens to you, before you ask that question, just know this one thing. God is seated on his throne, okay? He's not leaving that place soon. I know people will ask, so when we were being denied our rights, where was God? Brethren, God is still where he was. When Daniel was being thrown into the lion's den, he was there. He's still there. Some of you believe that God only becomes God when he does things your way. You are the God then. If your way is the one to be followed, means you are the God. God is not God in your life. Let God be God. Just let him be God. Let him do things on his time and on his skill. And if God does it, to get to a point and say, Oh God, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see it. I, I knew I knew you want something, but I didn't see this one coming. But let me tell you, allow God to just do it his own way. His ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts. Allow God to be God. You want to bend God to work on your timeline. Now you know AGHS are over here. And I was about to change my sermon title. Actually, by the way, I was here last Sabbath. Last Sabbath when I came over here to preach, my sermon title for today was very simple, four days late. And so when I came, the boys told me that the letter to a cross arrived four days late. I said, this is a sermon. It's coming. <laughs> and afterwards, in the course of the week, I thought we need to remain forever faithful because they are not late. They came before most of the boys. Anyway, let's, let's, let's come back to this. Let's come back to this. Where was God? That's the question. Did God know that Daniel, this thing was being done to Daniel and Daniel was praising him? Daniel was praying to him. Did God know? Where was God? Why didn't God prevent it? That's a big question. And it's not only us in Daniel's time. Even in these last days, people are asking, God, why don't you prevent it? Let me read for you from Prophets and Kings. The messenger to the remnant says in page 543, God did not prevent Daniel's enemies from casting him into the lion's den. He permitted evil angels and wicked men thus far to accomplish their purposes. But it was that he might make the deliverance of his servant more marked and the defeat of the enemies of truth and righteousness more complete. In fact, Psalms chapter 76, reading from verses 10 says, Surely the wrath of man shall praise thee. When wicked men are busy devising things, God sits back. And let me tell you, when the devil, when the devil sets up his things, he's preparing himself for a great setback from God. And, and God sits back and watches the devil doing his things. I, I think it's in this same place I must have preached sometimes back. And I was telling you people that for those who know how to play chess, I don't know how to play chess. I need to start from that. And those of you who know how to play drops, there are things you call moves. And, and, and I think the devil got to a point where he was on his last start. And he would have been my best move. Let me do something for Daniel. And he puts it on that and he's checking it. And then God, God does his divine smile and looks at him and says, Relax, man, relax. Where you're going, where you're going, I know it, I know it. But this is on my side. 
you, you just laid on my side. You laid on my side. You know, when, when the devil does this, he gets to the end of his rope before God begins his sight. You know what? God is relaxed. Let me tell you, when God, when you are God, you, you are not God, you are not God. You are not God, so get it clear. But when you are God, you are not worried what the devil does. You know, you know why these other gods of the heathens have a problem? Those gods, they tremble. As if they are worried, they are worried. That's why, you, you remember the prophets of Baal and, uh, and uh, Elijah? And, and the prophets, the, the, the Elijah was like, you, you know that God, he normally gets hungry. So he's gone for lunch. Help him, help him. Maybe he, he went for a journey and he was sucking some jam. So he relax, beg that God, beg him a little bit more, give you extra time. Our God doesn't get stuck in jam. He doesn't, he doesn't. He clears the jam, he clears the jam. I know him, I know him. So our, our God, our God is in control. And, and, and so you're wondering, why did he prevent Daniel, Daniel from being thrown to the lion's den? He says he wanted to make... I, 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 let, let me read the way it's written. I, I have to repeat this. He said that he might make the deliverance of his servant more marked. As if he wants that deliverance to be serious. Listen, when God allows you to get into, in, 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 into something that looks like you're going to be trapped or you're going to be in prison, relax if God is taking you in that way. He wants to deliver you in a marked way. And he says that the defeat of the enemies of the truth and righteous more complete. In fact, the messenger of the remnant says this, through the courage of this one man who chose to follow right rather than policy, Satan was to be defeated and the name of God was to be exalted and honored. Amen. Let me tell you something. Be forever faithful. And God will do his part. God is like, your part is to be faithful. My part is to give you deliverance. The problem with us is we want to do God's part. You remember the text we started with in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23. Let me tell you something. Since Jesus is about to come, you must remember that he is faithful who has promised. You must remember the faithfulness of the Lord. And that's why he says, hold fast to the profession of your faith without wavering. And that's why when you read the story of Daniel, Daniel held fast. And let me tell you, when these people came back to the king, they told the king, the Bible says, Oh, they came near the king and they spake before the king concerning the king's decree. And let me tell you, do you, do you read the, the way they started speaking to the king. These people are just cheating. Then the time they started by live forever, king. Now, do you know they begin their statement? Listen, they ask the question Has thou not signed a decree? Uh, excuse me, king. Did, did you sign some decree the other day? And, 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 and listen to all the continue. Has thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man within 30 days, save thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? They asked that question. Then the, 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 the king quickly answered. The king answered and said, That is true. According to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which altereth not. And I must have seen them not. You know, because they knew they had their case set, they, they, they must have relaxed and said, Yes, king. We came to remind you, did you sign it? And the king says, Yes, I did. And then they smile and say, Good king. And then 
they said. Listen to how they answered. Then they answered and said before the king. And, and, and listen to how they said this. By the way, what, what captured my attention in the Bible? What is the next word? If you have King James, what is the next word? That. That. They came and said, That's Daniel. Oh my. That's a big statement. That's a big statement. They didn't even say, Do you remember Daniel? His Excellency Daniel, the Prime Minister. They didn't say that. They said, That Daniel. In fact, in my sanctified imagination, I can see even the contempt of that word, that. The way they put it, that Daniel. As, as in king, you, you know Daniel, the one you claim to like, the one you even put above us, that Daniel. The, the, the one who you say is the wisest of us all. He's not as intelligent as he came. That Daniel. And he said, that Daniel, which is of the children of captivity of Judah. Brother, did they have to add that? Did they have to add that? That that Daniel, a slave child who came to this kingdom and found us born of the seed of this kingdom. That Daniel, you allowed him to come over here. He has worked his way up, but he's a child of the captivity. And listen to what they say about Daniel. That Daniel of the children of the captivity of Judah regardeth not thee. Oh my. We have to tell you where he came from. He's a captive. But not only is he a captive, he does not regard the king. You thought, you thought he holds you in high esteem, he doesn't regard you. And the king must be surprised. Uh, you, you, I, I don't think you are uh, clear. But do, do you know, like maybe when they asked Nebuchadnezzar Daniel, and Nebuchadnezzar may have thought that there are other Daniels, but he, he, they are very clear. They are like, regards not thee, O king, nor the decree that you have signed, but makes petition three times a day. Brethren, even, even his enemies are testifying to his faithfulness that he still prays three times a day. Oh, my that you may even pray twice a day. Twice. The testimony of Daniel. And those who are testifying of what Daniel is doing are the enemies. He prays three times a day. And listen to what they say next. The Bible says, Then the king, when he heard these words, he was so displeased. The king was so pained. He felt so bad. In fact, the Bible says he was so displeased with himself and he set his heart on Daniel to deliver him and he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Brethren, let me tell you something. When there's an excellent spirit in you, God will touch the heart of the king and he will look for ways of delivering you. Just be faithful. Be faithful. The king all of a sudden notices I was trapped. And you know what? I, I, I know when you read that text, I, I love telling you people when I do things that are not in the spirit of prophecy or on the Bible there explicitly. But I, I, I know they may be there uh, implicitly. They may be implied. And so it says, he labored until the going down of the sun. Brethren, do you know what that means? The king 
called the chief justice and the king called the attorney general and the king and the chief justice and the attorney general could you find a loophole in the law that could alter the laws of the means and the patients because this thing this thing i see there was an error could you even check maybe i signed the wrong date i am signed that this thing is beginning next month could you check if there is a loophole they could not check the king labored the king even tried to form a tribunal to try and check that what daniel has done is not a problem let's forgive him for this once but the tribunal could not stand he went for a whole day laboring to find a way of setting daniel free there was no way and let me tell you something where is god where is god brother on his throne you need to answer me are you tired you know if 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 you're tired i will i will end but i i, I can't end before you see you see god remarkably doing this deliverance so just be patient okay be patient you know they also began this divine service late i started at 12:35 when they rang for me the bell to start but it wasn't the bell for lunch that was for the person to begin preaching so we will end at the next bell bell ringers should not hear this but the next bell the next bell we are ending so relax god is in control now you know what happens he labored the whole time getting a way of delivering daniel and he could not find then the bible say you know these people sat they looked at the king laboring the whole time and then the bible says they assembled again unto the king and they said to the king o king that the law of the means and the patience is that no decree or statute which the king establishes may be changed they reminded the king of the law remember they were looking for something concerning the law of his god and the law of god does not change but it means and the patience are saying their law does not change oh my let me not digress a lot let me, let, let me finish this the bible says then the king commanded and they brought daniel oh i see daniel walking up front they brought daniel before the king I see the king looking at them and I see the king almost shedding tears but I see the king trying to maintain his composure the king is looking at the eyes of all these other men and he sees that all these other men have devised evil against Daniel he's looking at the eyes of Daniel and he sees the eyes of Daniel relaxed and then he's wondering there must be something in this guy how can he be this relaxed that he has been set up But let me tell you when God is on your side you don't get worried much about things you relax for God is in control the bible says they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions now the king before they cast Daniel the king spake and said to Daniel brethren listen to this the king spake and said to Daniel now listen to what the king is going to say There's a phrase that I have been using in my sermons for the past so many days and I have been saying this over and over to the congregation that when you dare God by a statement God takes those dares seriously Listen to this listen to this The king said to Daniel And the king knew that any person who had been thrown in the lion's den had never been delivered at any point in time So the king says to Daniel By God 
Yes, continually he will deliver thee. Amen. Amen. Brethren, the king does not know God. The king does not know God. But the king knows one thing. Our God cannot deliver you. I can't require you to the God of Babylon. But your God, whom you serve continually, will deliver you. Brethren, some of you are serving their God intermittently. You know what that means? You, 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 you take good breaks. And you serve God when it is favorable. You, you, you know there are some of you, I was here last Sabbath. There are some of you, I didn't see them here last Sabbath. But I know you are busy, you are preparing for this Sabbath, isn't it? So you are storing your energy. You know that there are some of us who don't want to waste a lot of time coming this Sabbath and next Sabbath. So they, they, they gather all their energies of Sabbath keeping to one Sabbath, they are looking like Sabbath. Wait, your God whom you are serving seasonally will not deliver you. You are waiting for exam time, then you are like, God, remember me. What does he remember about you? But here, the testimony of a hidden king, your God who will serve continually, he will deliver you. Brethren, did God hear that? God heard that from his throne. And let me tell you, even if it's not for Daniel's sake, God has to do it for the hidden king's sake. Because God already knows, God already knows that I'm going to do something. But God is like, wait, even this king has dared me to deliver my person. I have to do something. And God starts making, making uh, his things. Oh, I, I love this part. I love this part. Let, let, let me finish. The Bible says, the stone was brought and then laid to the mouth of the dead. The king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. The king sealed it. And when the king sealed it, the Bible says, then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Brethren, let me tell you something. When the king goes to pray and fast, oh man, I, I don't know what I'm getting, but God, God is amazed. God looks at a hidden king praying and fasting for a child of God. And God says, I must do something. I must do something. I see what this king is doing. Now, let me explain to you what is not written over there. You see, there were lions over there. And you know lions are not vegetarian, isn't it? Lions are carnivorous. But the lions were there in the day. And these lions are hungry. But the lions are over there. And then Daniel is supposed to come to the den of lions. So Daniel is being brought. I see this strong man holding Daniel. And then they bring him to the den of the lions. They roll a little stone. And then they want to throw Daniel in. Let me tell you the part that is not in the Bible and spirit of prophecy. This is the preacher's sanctified imagination. You know, when Daniel is going to be thrown in, they are not... You know these people, they despise Daniel. So they will say, okay, Daniel, and I need you to step on something. And step slowly, slowly, slowly. You don't want to injure yourself. You want to arrive there as a full meal. They didn't do that. They, they must have tossed Daniel into the den of lions. But let me tell you something. I, I read that and it reminded me that there is the lion of the tribe of Judah. When we were young, we feed, we used to have a dog called Saddam Hussein. Now this dog was very serious. When we used to go looking for our animals, which were going on this free-range cattle thing, we used to go looking for our animals and we would go with Saddam Hussein. And when we went with Saddam Hussein, we would always get to this uh, beach somewhere there, where there were other dogs. But you know Saddam was such a powerful dog. Please, always have a powerful one on your side, okay? 
Saddam was such a powerful dog, such that when Saddam just arrived that place like this, all the other dogs would make noise, and when they come there and they see Saddam with his tail upwards, all the other dogs put their tails between their legs and they slither away until we pass there. When we get to the other side, they come out, they start making noise, and we know we are passed. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The land of the tribe of Judah, I see Daniel is going to be cast if the lion is dead. But let me tell you, when the lion of the tribe of Judah, when he arrives, the other lions, they lose their appetite. They, 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 they keep quiet, they keep quiet, they don't, they don't disturb, they don't, they don't even start eating. Now I, I see when Daniel is about to be thrown, uh, you know, the lion of the tribe of Judah has already said, you, you know he's so powerful, he doesn't even come to the presence over there. He sent his angel. When the lion of the tribe of Judah sent his angel, into the lion's den, the angel arrives, the lion's den, and tells the lions, gives them a lecture for a few minutes. Lions, listen to me. There's a faithful one called Daniel. He's coming to the lion's den. The lion of the tribe of Judah has said, and he must listen, he has said that this one you don't eat. <laughs> remember, remember, time belongs to the Lord. The first one you come, you give to the Lord. That is the Lord's that is the Lord. You don't eat the Lord's portion. The Lord's portion. The first one to come today, you don't eat. So you keep quiet. Just relax them. He's coming. But I, I know they are going to throw him with a lot of force. And so there is no mattress over here. So where are the main lions? Main lions come to the mouth of the den. Come to the mouth of the den. We want to fly away your bed. So that when Daniel falls down, he falls on a cushion of many lions. And he's not injured. And you know what? Daniel is thrown and Daniel falls over there and he knows that God is in control. <laughs> when you know God is in control, you're not worried about how he's going to do it. And God, Daniel sees all these things and he's relaxed. He's relaxed. He's just continuing this routine of praising God. He's just praising God. Oh my. I'm not ending at that point. I'm not ending at that point. But I'm about to end. I'm about to end. The Bible says in verses 19 that the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the garden of lions. Oh my. God is a faithful heathen. Because the faithful heathen is the one you know. Some of you can say that God is the So he goes there. And then listen to how he begins his statement. And this is still a testimony to the Lord of Lords and King of Kings, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And when he came to the den, he cried 
with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. He was almost like in tears. He can't believe it. But he has to say it. And he asked this question. Daniel! Oh, Daniel! Servant of the living God! Amen? Amen. Who told him that? Daniel had been doing within Bible study. I saw a reason saying in the world today was their hymn of the hour. And he was telling them all these things. And he told them, I serve a living God. I serve a living God. He had been giving him Bible study. But he thought all that. But he was like, eh, there could be something. He, when he comes here, he doesn't just say Daniel. He says, Daniel, oh Daniel, servant of the living God. Now listen to this. Is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? Amen. Let me tell you something. The second testimony of his perpetuity in serving God. Is your God who you serve continually? Brethren, you must serve God continually. Is he able to deliver you? And let me tell you, when he asked that question, I, I, I see the lion standing like this so that Daniel can wake up. You know, when you're in the presence of lions who have been told by God to guard you, uh, they, they, they do their work well. They keep you so warm, you even forget that there was a blanket. So Daniel has to be woken up by the lions. He wakes up. And then he responds. And Daniel said, Daniel said, Oh, kill me forever. Amen. No, they, they started asking, Oh, kill me forever. You think Daniel will say, Cast me the king? No. He says, Oh, kill me forever. You know what, king? I was praying to the Lord that you live to see this day. This is a testimony. He wanted to give you a sermon with God. And, and that's why he wanted you to live forever. So that you may see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And he says this, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angels and has shut the lion's mouths. I told you. Now you thought it was a joke. He went and literally went and zipped their mouths. He has shut the lion's mouths. And they have not hurt me. For as much as before him, innocence was found in me. And also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. The Bible says, Then was the king exceedingly glad for him, and commanded that they should take him up out of the den of lions. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no manner of heart was found upon him, because he believed in his God. Amen? Amen. You people, you thought I was joking when I was telling you that they prepared for him a safe landing place. No manner of heart. The Bible is precise. There were not even bruises. Not even a bruise. He didn't even come out, oh, I have muscle pull. No! None of those things. There was no man of heart in him. Why? He believed in God. Brethren, let's believe in God. When you believe in God, when you are faithful to God, He takes care of the rest of the things. No man of heart was found in him. Now I need to close. If you don't want to be faithful, this is enough for you to be faithful. No man of heart. Some of you are going to be hurt by poor grades. No manner of heart if you are faithful. You, you don't want to fail? Be faithful. Both of them begin with F. Some of them stop at L. But be faithful so that you add other things before L, okay? It will help you. It will help you. Be faithful to the Lord. And let me tell you, brethren, listen, you, you know, at times... I, I, I have to finish my sermons by answering also Bible critics. 
Bible critics. I know what they do. They will come and say, you know, the lions might have been fed before Daniel was thrown. The lions were therefore satisfied. And so they removed him in the morning before the lions got hungry again. Oh, brother, brother, it's not like that. It's not like that. The Bible makes it clear. You think that these lions were satisfied? Let me tell you. The Bible says, The king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel. And they cast them into the den of lions. Them, their children, and their wives. And the lions had mastery of them, and break all their bones in pieces, and or ever they came at the bottom of the den. Let me explain that. Let me explain that, brethren. This is what the Bible says. That the Be multiplied unto you. Listen to how it begins. Peace be multiplied unto you. We need you to have peace. Don't have problem with God. Have peace. Have peace. It says peace be multiplied. You are wondering why we're saying pisto panta. It was because he wrote in all languages. You need to be forever faithful. He said this. I make a decree. 
Even for God that the laws cannot be changed. Listen, when you see God has done certain things, you don't start saying that these laws cannot be changed. In fact, here now, you, you just sign it immediately. I make a decree. And what is the decree? That in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God. And steadfast forever. And his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. And his dominion shall be even unto the end. Brethren, did you just read that? Here is a even king declaring that there is a kingdom of Jesus Christ. Oh my. He must have gone to the historical records. And he was told that, you see this Daniel? This Daniel? He, 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 he told Nebuchadnezzar that there is going to be a storm that is going to come and is going to destroy all this gold image. And you know what? Your kingdom is the second one. So your kingdom is coming to an end. But his kingdom, his kingdom which is represented by the storm that is coming and going for a kingdom which shall never end. Listen, let me tell you, when you are forever faithful, you leave the sermon to the heavens. They're the ones who start preaching and telling people, let men believe in God, he's coming again. Why? There are some faithful ones who are waiting for him. And you know, because the faithful ones are waiting for the return of the Savior, the Savior will come. May God bless you. May God keep you safe. Can you now allow me to wrap up this in quotations? Will you allow me? I know my time is first spent. That's the beauty. But I'm not worried. This is an alumni Sabbath. Tomorrow is Founders Day. This school was founded some 90 years ago. So we are uh, celebrating. We're in a celebratory mood. So uh, for, forgive me when you see I am carried away. Philip will sing for you the song, When I get carried away. I'll let the glory roll when the roll is called in glory. I'm going to get beside of myself when I get beside the king that day. I'm going to have the time of my life when the time of my life is over. I'm going to get carried away. I'm already carried away when I get carried away. Let me finish the quotations. The quotations put it like this. From the story of Paris deliverance, we may learn that the seasons of trial and gloom cause children should be just what they were when they are prospects of bright and hope and all their surroundings as they desire. In fact, this is the Daniel goes on to say this. Daniel in the land of Stanley was the same Daniel who stood before the king as the chief among the ministers of state and as a prophet of most time. Even when you are in the land of Stanley, you make that. Some of us just change their position. We move them from a JHS state to campus in Jay. We move them from a land of Stanley to campus in Jay. For once, listen, listen. If you are about there, at home, we are moving from the moment we approach it to a life size to a little bit of change. We take the buckets for one to one, that was very important to say, but let's continue. It is a man whose heart is, whose heart is saying that all God will be the same in the hour of his greatest child as he is in prosperity. When the light and the fear of God and of man be upon me, faith reaches their unseen and grasps eternal realities. Christ, she goes on to say, I take Christ's interest to the interest of his faithful people. He starts in the person of his faith, and whenever Titus is chosen one, Titus is healed. Be faithful, 
Don't waste your time touching them. You're dirty your hands. Anyway, let me finish this. It says this. It says this. The power that is near to deliver from physical harm or distress is also near to save from the greater evil, making it possible for the servant of God to maintain his integrity under all circumstances and to triumph through divine grace. The last one, no second, last quotation. The experience of Daniel as a statesman in the kingdoms of Babylon and Persia reveals the truth that a businessman is not necessarily a designing policy man, but he may be instructed by God at every step. A man of like passion as ourselves, the pen of inspiration describes Daniel as without fault. His business transactions, when subjected to the closest scrutiny of his enemies, were found to be without one flaw. He didn't have scandals. Clean. Let's be forever faithful, brethren. May God bless you. May God guide you and keep you safe. We're going to rise up and we close with my favorite hymn for the alumni service. It goes, courage, brothers, do not stumble. Though thy path be dark as night, there's a star to guide the humble. Trust in God and do the right. May God bless you all and may God keep us all safe. Where is Philip? Come. We are not going to sing. He's just choristering this hymn. It's in the afternoon that we are going to sing with Maxwell and Philip. So, all of you come in the afternoon. There's a presentation for you. Courage, brother, do not stumble, sing. Courage, brother, do not stumble. Though thy path be dark as night, there's a star together.
I'm making an appeal. If there's somebody in the congregation who in their hearts they're saying, Dear Lord, I want to be forever faithful. Lying from the story of Daniel, you look at your life, there are moments when you've not been faithful to the Lord. There are moments when you've compromised. But today you look at your life, you say, God, I want to be forever faithful. This is such a person. This is a very specific appeal. It's not a general appeal, by the way. Let me make the clarification. It's a very specific appeal. This is such a person. Put up your hand. I want to pray with you. Precious Lord, under the team, Pistos Panta, forever faithful. We want to be that idol. And as we come to you, the land of the tribe of Judah, the King of kings and Lord of lords, with our lifted arms, we say, God, look at our lives. We may have let you down once or twice or even innumerable times, but today, learning from the story of Daniel, faithfulness pays. We want to be forever faithful. We don't just want to leave that as a theme for the day, but we want to have it as a theme of our lives. That we walk on, we have courage that we do not stumble. Though our paths be dark as night, we must learn that there is the light, and Jesus is that light. And we'll hold on to the light that shines in God bless us in His hour. May you keep us safe. May you watch your hearts. And for us all, Heavenly Father, I pray and I ask, Heavenly Father, despite the fact that I have overshot my time, Heavenly Father, may you help us. That what we've learned in this hour, in this day, may help us in our daily living. And God's lives may be transformed as we look at Jesus, the author and future of our faith. When we look with an eye of faith, as we say, my faith looks up to me. As we say, my faith has found a resting place. God, may our faith find that resting place in your world. And our trust may be strengthened in you. Now forevermore be with us. Keep us safe. Guide us through the rest of the activities. If I said something that is inappropriate, can you forgive me and counter the negative effect of that statement? But above all, may you bless us. May you increase the decrease for this. I pray with you this name. Amen. The Lord bless you all and the Lord keep you all safe.